Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Decisions, decisions. Let's figure some stuff out on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into MPT in 5, and welcome to June. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. Let's start with the first base position, Scott. Some waiver wire hitters that have emerged here. Josh Naylor had a huge game on Wednesday, went four for six with two doubles and his eighth home run, four hard hits in that game. Spencer Steer hit his eighth home run of the year, had a very big month of May. Uh, and Alex Kirilov went two for four with a run and RBI. He's now batting 314 with a 934 OPS. Smaller sample size, but Scott, how would you rank those three? Josh Naylor, Spencer Steer, and Alex Kirilov. So it kind of depends what format you're talking about. I think in deep leagues where you kind of have to play it a little safer, I think Spencer Steer is the safest to keep getting regular bats and produce useful numbers. But he might be the least likely to produce impactful high-end numbers. Uh, I think Naylor and Kirloff have a better shot of that. So, you know, most listeners, they play in shallower leagues, and for them, I'd rank it Naylor, Kirloff, and Steer. But the point is, it's pretty close. I mean, of the three, Naylor's the only one who only has first base eligibility. So if you, you know, if you value multi-eligibility, Kirloff has outfield, Steer has third base, that might change your thinking too. Uh, but I'm pretty encouraged by what Naylor's been doing here over his last 14 games, 385 batting average, five home runs. He's still well underperforming his expected stats, according to StatCast. Batting average for the year up to 251, slug up to 443. Expected batting average is 286. Expected slug is 496, really high. And he's been playing against left-handers more often recently. So the, the Guardians are trusting Naylor more as an everyday player. I think if you're just purely making the upside play, he's the way to go. I mentioned at the top, Scott, that we have some decisions to make. And would you be okay dropping either or both of Jose Abreu and Miguel Vargas for any of the names we just talked about? I think Vargas is a pretty easy call. It was always just theoretical with him what he could do, and he hasn't done it. (laughs) Not giving up on him in Dynasty Leagues, of course, but you can move on and redraft at least until he starts showing signs of life. Abreu is a harder question. I mean, obviously you can't use him right now. And I think it's, I think more likely than not, Abreu is just cooked and he's not going to to be of much use at all this year. But I would bet against any of these, you know, living up to the, the real breakout outcome. I think the odds are against any of them doing that. It's possible one does. It's possible more than one does. Uh, But I, I, you know, I, I don't know that Abreu is any less likely to achieve that huge outcome going forward than than like Kirilov, for instance. 
But again, Abreu is the least usable currently. So in a shallow league context, I think he is probably droppable for for anyone who you can plug into your lineup right now. All right, let's slide over to the pitching side of things. And we'll start with Louis Varland, who was awesome at the Houston Astros. Seven shutout innings with five strikeouts. There are some concerns here about what happens when Kenta Maeda returns to the team. Braxton Garrett had another strong start up against the Padres. Five and a third inning innings, one run allowed, seven strikeouts there. James Paxton, solid up against the Reds. Five innings pitch, one run, eight strikeouts with 22 swinging strikes. Scott, how would you rank that group? Louis Varland, Braxton Garrett, and James Paxton. So Braxton Garrett, distant third. Let's just get that out of the way. He is showing some positive signs. He's changed his pitch mix a little bit, getting more out of his arsenal. The slider's his best pitch, but he's incorporated a cutter more in recent starts. Actually, not so much in this latest one. It was more change-ups. But either way, it's playing better for him than his previous pitch mix. Not sure how long he's going to stay in the rotation with Trevor Rogers working his way back. And I don't think there's an especially high ceiling here for Braxton Garrett anyway. So he's third. <clears throat> Close call between the other two, James Paxton, Louis Varland. I think they both have hard hit issues that makes them vulnerable to kind of meltdown starts. But they're both good bat missers. So either one would be. All right. Well, you, you could tell Scotty here is struggling, coming down with a little uh, sickness here. So we'll get out of here. We'll let him rest up. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.